When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, we are on location for this episode of Dog Walk Talk. I'm Wes Blankenship, Palmer Tom's joining me. Um, first thing we're going to hit on is uh, our takeaways from talking to Kirby Smart and uh, the Georgia players today. We spoke with them before practice. We're recording this before practice, and we'll have some post-practice notes here in a few minutes, but uh, Palmer, just want to get your first uh, initial takeaway on, you know, hearing from Kirby, hearing from the players, what what are your biggest takeaways that, uh, that, that, that you take from day one of Georgia's 2022 camp? Yeah, I'm not sure there's a name that was mentioned more today than Smile Munden, and, you know, as you mentioned, we're recording this before practice. I'm really excited to go out there and see what he looks like. Uh, you know, was not able to go this spring, was recovering from a surgery that he had on a torn labrum. Uh, but the players are really uh, you know, complimentary of him, his athleticism, what he's able to do as an inside linebacker. Uh, you know, Kirby said that they were really high on him last year, that he, he you know, carved out a role for himself on special teams uh, and, and noted that you know, a lot of those inside linebacker guys, those guys that become a staple of your defense, really get their first reps on special teams. That was the case for Jamon Dumas Johnson last year too, uh, but I feel like we saw a little bit more of him as a true linebacker. Uh, really excited to see what Smile brings to the table. And the players were, had a lot of praise for him, too. Um, you know, Kirby was very complimentary, but the players, uh, you know, Darnell Washington, who, who's a tight end that goes up against him, uh, you know, out in space and, and blocking. Uh, Warren McClendon, who's an offensive lineman that sees him from the opposite side of the field. Um, you know, Chris Smith that plays behind him. Uh, all three of them had, had a lot to say about Smile as a linebacker and, and really, you know, kind of circling him as a breakout player. So, you know, going to pat myself on the back there a little bit that, that we pointed him out as a breakout player. And, uh, again, really excited to see what he can bring to the table for this team. Yeah, having that, that player, uh, you know, verification really means a lot. I, I remember Roquan Smith was one of those guys that started off on special teams, um, same position. And, you know, I was working in Macon at the time, and he played at Macon County. So everyone was excited when Roquan, as a freshman, got on, you know, the punt team or the kickoff team or whatever, and you see what that can become, you know, from the linebacker position. Uh, for me, you know, I didn't think it was a small update uh, when Kirby mentioned that Tyke Smith um, may not be 100% yet. He's cleared to practice but not cleared for full contact yet. So kind of uh, semantics there from Smart. What did you make of that? Yeah, it certainly seems like an ACL injury that's taken a little bit more time. Um, again, really interested to see what his involvement is like out at practice today. Um, you know, Kirby talked about some of those safeties that are going to be competing for playing time besides beside Chris Smith, uh, you know, said that they weren't concerned about finding just the guy that was going to play next to him that was going to start, but they want to find four guys, five guys that they feel comfortable with, uh, A, so they can rotate guys, and B, in case they need to go 
uh, from a depth standpoint uh, down the depth chart. And so, um, you know, Tyke was one of those guys that he mentioned. Um, you know, this certainly, like I said, seems like an ACL that's taking a little bit longer. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, all of us remember, you know, the most recent ACL injury that Georgia dealt with was George Pickens, and he made an incredibly quick recovery. That's not normal, guys. Uh, and, and more often than not, this is something that takes, uh, you know, double-digit months to recover from. He's 10 months removed from it now or, or coming up on that mark um, mid-August. And, um, you know, I, I guess he, he's going to be working his way back. Um, you know, I, I think to me, and I, I've projected this kind of all along, I think Dan Jackson is probably going to be Georgia's starting safety next to Chris Smith, at least in the opener. Uh, until Tyke can get on the field and prove that he's capable of playing at a high level that Georgia needs at safety. So, um, you know, again, really curious to see what he has brings to the table and, uh, you know, curious to see what that competition is like in the secondary, both at safety and at corner. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, Georgia fans are kind of clamoring, you know, wondering why the dogs haven't taken anyone out of the transfer portal. Tyke was one of those guys. JT Daniels is one of those guys. I'm not saying that Georgia's not taking players because they're all injured, but, I mean, let's take a look back and see, you know, the guys that Georgia's taken out of the transfer portal, they haven't made a huge impact, and Georgia's working with the guys that they got and, and the guys Eric, they recruited. Eric Gilbert, too. You know, another guy that they brought in from the transfer portal that didn't make a huge impact, didn't make any impact, really, uh, last season. So, uh, you know, and, and along those lines, Georgia didn't take anybody from the transfer portal, but they're essentially getting two new players from the transfer portal in Tyke Smith and Eric Gilbert because you, you expect those guys to make a contribution in year two with the program, even though they didn't make a contribution in year one. It's easy to uh, forget about Darnell Washington struggling with his injuries. You know, he started last season with a foot injury uh, like Tyke Smith did. Um, but there's a lot of buzz today from the players we spoke with about Darnell being 100%. And, the, you know, the Titans in general, everyone's excited about that group. But what did you learn or hear from Darnell today um, as we, you know, got a chance to actually speak with the six foot eight Georgia Bulldogs tight end. Besides looking up at him, uh, the, the thing that stood out to me uh, was what Kirby had to say about Darnell. Um, you know, said that before his foot injury that he had um, it, this spring, you know, you, you mentioned the foot injury that he had to start last season, also had one that started before spring practice and wasn't able to go. Uh, but before that, that Kirby said he, Darnell was in some of the best shape that he's seen him in. Um, probably the best shape that he's seen him in at Georgia. And so, you know, to me, I think that is an, an incredible sign. Uh, Darnell said that he's feeling close to, you know, where he was before this most recent foot injury. Uh, and, and, and that he's, you know, incredibly excited about this tight end room. Um, you know, cer certainly there's been a lot of talk about these tight ends. We haven't heard a lot of talk from these tight ends. We haven't talked to Brock Bowers. We haven't talked to Eric Gilbert. We talked to Darnell Washington this spring, but again, he was banged up and, and wasn't able to play. Um, you know, and, and, we, and we didn't talk to him last season. Um, so, you know, to me, the um, you know, thing that stood out from Darnell was that he said, uh, you know, was asked to describe this Georgia tight end room and, and just, you know, put it simply, mismatch. 
this group is a mismatch, and, and it starts with those big three, uh, you know, Brock Bowers, Eric Gilbert, Darnell Washington. They all bring something a little bit uh, different to the table. Bowers, a little bit of your more speed guy. Washington, your big blocker. And, and Gilbert, somewhere in the middle, you know, bringing a little bit of both roles. Uh, you know, this, this tight end group is certainly special, going to be exciting to watch them, uh, and, and certainly excited to see what uh, the group can do with, with everyone healthy. Of course, uh, every play starts with Stetson Bennett, and he shaved his head. And uh, seems like he and some tight ends and, and a lot of people on offense are now a part of something called the Buzz Cut Boys. So that's the big story today. That's what everyone wanted to talk about. I, I guess we didn't get the memo, Wes. No, um, no Buzz Cut Boys. No, no, no Buzz HQ. Cut Boys for Dogs HQ. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think that. Kirby, Kirby was asked about it and, and has been using, um, you know, the phrase uh, locked in and locked up, um, you know. Locked out. Locked Lock- out, locked out. Yeah, I think it's not like a MLB, like a lockout. Like everyone's still reported for camp, but he was talking about locking into camp and locking out. I the outside world. The outside, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find the exact quote there, but um, – um, let's see. Well, I mean, someone said yeah, on our lock, message lock, board. Lock in and lock out. Yeah, Kirby's got new phrases every year, and this is just a new phrase. Yeah, and, and you know, as it related to Stetson and, and the Buzzcut boys, uh, you know, he, he said that that was kind of uh, their way to do it, to, to, you know, remove themselves from the outside world. This is an incredibly special time. You don't get to do this, uh, you know, in season. Um, this, you know, time that they've got before they start school, uh, you know, I, I think they start school, um, you know, in two weeks. Weird that I don't know that now. Uh, yeah, you know, not being <laughs> – weird being – different being around Athens as a graduate uh, as opposed to uh, in, in school here. But I believe the Bulldogs start classes here in, in just about two weeks. Over these next two weeks, they do have time to completely lock in on football. Uh, there's there's no sort of hours restrictions. They are together as a team. They are in a hotel together as a team. They are away from the distractions uh, of the outside world, and, and they have that opportunity to lock in, uh, you know, into football, lock out uh, the outside world. And um, you know, the the Buzzcut boys were doing that with uh, with their haircuts. All right, so we are about to head down to practice and get to watch a few minutes of it. Palmer, what are you looking forward to the most on the field? Yeah, you know, I, I think I wrote about it um, the other day, earlier this week, some of those big position battles. Um, you know, certainly interested to see, uh, you know, the, the, the safeties, who, who's lining up next to Chris Smith, um, you know, the corner opposite of Keely Ringo. What does corner two, what does corner three look like? We know what Georgia has in Chris Smith and Keely Ringo. What about the pieces around them in the secondary? Um, so that's certainly one thing. And then on the offensive side of the football, uh, offensive guards, that offensive line, Georgia has an incredibly talented group of guys. They're trying to find their best five and, and, and find that combination. Uh, the, the two interior spots at guard certainly seem like a spot uh, that are up for grabs, and uh, that's something that I'll be watching. And, and I'm sure that we'll be reporting on uh, post-practice. I'm going to watch the punters. Uh, see what Brett Thorson's up to. Be right back. All right, so uh, one viewing session of Georgia football practice for 2022 is in the books. Palmer Toms, um, I'll just start with my first observations. I, I went to the wide receivers first. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of the offseason talk has been about Georgia's tight ends and not so much about the other pass catchers on Georgia's offense. And, yeah, they lost Jermaine Burton to the transfer portal in the Bama. 
George Pickens, I mean, what he played like three games last year is still going to make a lot of noise as a Georgia wide receiver departure in the NFL. Um, everyone's telling you he's going to be the NFL Rookie of the Year. We'll see about that. But I was wondering about you know the guys that are actually wide receivers for Georgia this season. They bring back A.D. Mitchell, Lad McConkey, Kiaris Jackson, and I wanted to see what they were up to. And they did some short little, uh, very quick, choppy run through some uh, tackling pad kind of drills. And I was impressed with the fact that none of those guys had a drop. Um, I know it was kind of a short uh, little drill, but look, I, I thought someone might be rusty. Someone might let the ball hit the turf, and nobody did. So uh, that's one thing to take away from George's camp. As Forrest Gump says, when he makes an investment in that fruit company, and he talks about the money that he and Lieutenant Dan made, it's one less thing. One less thing to worry about when you have sure-handed wide receivers. Palmer, what did you see from what you looked at in practice? Yeah, I spent majority of my time down on the defensive side of the field. Um, ended up down on the offensive side and got to watch a little bit of the wide receivers on top of uh, the quarterbacks at the tail end of things. But like I said, majority of the time that I spent was down on defense where there certainly seemed to be a lot more questions, um, you know, depth chart related, uh, you know, watch the secondary. Um, Javon Bullard seemed to be ahead of William Poole um, in terms of the reps. Um, you know, that, that, like I said, we talked about earlier, talking about Smile Munden as a you know, potential breakout player. Um, we had Bullard on that list as well. And, and it would not surprise me to see him uh, shoot past William Poole on the depth chart. Um, you know, one thing I, I, I made a point to do in our practice notes today, which head on over to Dogs HQ and check those out if you're not. Um, but I, I did not say anybody was a starter. They were running with the first team uh, because, you know, we are still several weeks away from Georgia and Oregon and anybody starting. Um, but it did appear that Bullard was running with the first team, uh, which was not a big surprise. Uh, talented guy, played a lot last year, especially early in the season when William Poole wasn't available. Um, so that, you know, t he's – certainly capable of taking on a starting role uh, when we head to Atlanta here in a couple of weeks. Um, inside linebacker Tresman Marshall also appeared to be running with the first team. And again, not a huge surprise. Um, you know, I, I think with everything that we heard about Smile Munden, uh, it was a little bit surprising to not see him out there with the first group. Um, but you do have to keep in mind that Tresman is somebody that has played in this system, uh, has been under you know, Glenn Schumann's direction for uh, going into his fourth season now. Uh, he's experienced. So you know, the experience when you lose so much is incredibly valuable. You can't create that. Um, you, the only way to create that is through uh, playing, and he has played um, when he has been healthy. So uh, seeing those two, um, you know, the, the inside linebackers, uh, the secondary, um, you know, weren't too many surprises in, uh, you know, what we saw. Um, you know, I think the biggest surprise would probably come on the offensive line uh, where Tate Ratledge was uh, running with the first team. Devin Willick opposite of him. Um, 0 for 2 on, on my predictions if, if that's who ends up as the starters there. Um, but, you know, those guys have been involved in that competition. Uh, I, I don't think any competition is over. Again, we're just one day into practice here. Uh, and, and so, you know, no competition is settled, uh, but certainly interesting to see where things are starting. Quarterback might be settled, maybe. 
I think we feel good about that. Yeah. Um, what was the, and I'm putting you on the spot, so I'll give you a second to think about it. Uh, the bullhorn quote of practice for me was Jackson Meeks uh, was getting singled out by Kirby Smart for having his undershirt untucked under his practice jersey. And Coach Smart said, you can tuck that in or I will, or cut it off or I will cut it off for you. So I thought that was pretty funny. What'd you, uh, what'd you hear out there? Yeah, um, a lot of things we can't repeat, you know, words that, that can't be said on, on, on public air. Um, but I, I do think that, um, you know, I, what you said there about Kirby, he was hard on his wide receivers. Uh, it's a position of need uh, for guys to step up. Like you mentioned with, with AD, uh, you know, or with George off to the NFL, Jermaine over to Alabama, Justin Robinson transferred out, Jalen Johnson is somebody that played last year. He transferred out. Uh, there's a lot of holes to be filled. So it makes sense that Kirby would be hard on that group, um, you know, pushing them to perform. Um, I, you know, I, I went down on the defensive side of the football, like I said, and, and you know, my biggest takeaway um, wasn't necessarily anything that was said, uh, but the outside linebacker group is in great hands. Uh, Nolan Smith, Robert Beal certainly are – your two starters there talk about not solidified positions, but I feel like those two are probably solidified in their spots. Um, behind them, Chaz Chambliss looked incredibly strong. Um, you know, he's somebody that stood out to me, and, and I said, I think this is a kid that's going to contribute this year. Um, you know, we didn't really expect Robert Beal to be a major contributor last year. He ends up as the sack leader. So, you know, not saying that Chaz Chambliss is going to lead Georgia in sacks this year, uh, but I do think that he's going to be called on to contribute, whether that's in just special teams or, you know, and developing into a role uh, that he's capable of taking over with more responsibility for next season. Um, but I, I think that he's going to have a really good year of development. And, and talk about two guys that can develop elsewhere in that room, uh, Marvin Jones and Darius Smith. Um, Marvin looked a little bit smaller than I probably would have expected. Um, but, again, you got to keep in mind this is a kid that came in in May, uh, has only spent a, a matter of months, um, you know, two full months in, in the a Georgia collegiate weight program. Um, he's going to get bigger. Uh, that, that's going to happen over the course of this season. And your first day of fall camp as a freshman, I'm not expecting any of those guys to be standing out as starters. Um, somebody that did look pretty big uh, was Andrew Paul at running back. Looked just about the same size as Branson Robinson. Uh, could have been an angle. They were pretty far away, uh, but certainly interested to watch those two. And, and then another freshman that stood out to me um, just looking at him was Darius Smith. Um, going back to that outside linebacker room, his arms were hanging past his knees. Um, he is long. And if you can fill a frame out like that, um, you know, you are creating a, a mammoth of a pass rusher. Uh, again, don't think he's contributing this year. Uh, could be headed for a red shirt. Um, wouldn't be too surprising with what's ahead of him in that room and, and what Georgia has. Uh, but I think that he's going to develop into one heck of a player. Coming up after this, we will – just play the sound, play the hits from uh, Kirby Smart, the players we heard from today on day one of Georgia's fall camp. Thanks, Claude. Uh, I'd open with a big congratulations to Richard Seymour, who I had the great uh, fortune of playing with here. And we're going into the 
uh, NFL Hall of Fame, um, I guess at the end of the week or sometime soon. Uh, he's, he's been a just incredible uh, representative of our university. It's a great player here and a teammate. Um, I know we got several guys on our staff that will be uh, going to travel and, and, and be with him for that uh, great honor. So congratulations to Richard. Um, our guys are, are ready to grind. It used to be a, uh, a time when you were, didn't do anything over the summer or you had a long break over the summer or you might have a week off, but that's really not the way it is now. It's continuous. Uh, I talked to our guys last night about separating um, summer or what you would call mini camp or what you would call summer practices and training camp. You've got to kind of step out of your, your mindset a routine and refocus. Um, talked about some of the guys I talk to in the NFL currently and what they do and, and try to transition our brain from one stage to the next stage. And uh, we kind of talk about locking in and locking out. You know, lock into what you got to do and lock out everything outside of it and the noise. It's one unique time for a college athlete where you really don't have class. I mean, our guys actually are finishing summer school classes, but in the next coming days, they won't have any class. They get to focus solely on football. They spend 11 to 12 nights uh, in a hotel where they have no responsibilities other than football. And it's kind of when the toughness and uh, mental and physical toughness starts to take place for your roster and your team. So there's no way to really build for it other than to do it. And that's the stage we're in. And we're really focused on getting better. You know, we got a lot of good players to replace and um, we got a lot of good players to replace them with. So it's about getting the right guys on the bus and getting the guys in the right seats, just like it is every year. But I'm excited to uh, get out there and get to work with them. Um, today will be our first time on the field, putting on helmets and getting after it together. Um, I, I don't have an injury list to go through, but obviously you guys will want to ask questions and I'll answer everything I can from an injury standpoint. So open it up for questions. If you have a question, raise your hand and we'll get a full microphone to you, please. Hands up. Yeah, Kirby, you, you mentioned in media days about the team being hungry and separating last year from this year. I was wondering how specifically you've seen that on the defense with replacing so many guys that went in the draft last year. Yeah, the defense is really both sides of the ball and special teams is, has been hungry up to this point. You know, we only spend a limited amount of time with them over the summer and the last couple of weeks, but a lot of excited guys. Uh, we talked to them last night about the number of snaps to replace. It's uh, remarkable the number of snaps especially special teams that we have to replace. I mean, a lot of your core defensive players make up your special teams, so um, there's a lot of uh, experience there that's gone. So they've been excited, uh, opportunistic. Um, so guys have changed their bodies a little bit and in better shape, and I'm excited to see them go practice. They're excited to get out there. Kirby, at uh, Media Days, you mentioned Tyke wasn't quite uh, cleared for football. Has anything changed just in the last few weeks? And then also, we didn't ask about EJ Lightsey. Did he have any limitations once he's got to the team? Yeah, EJ has been dealing with a little bit of a knee issue, not related to anything before he got here, just from being here. But he is he's cleared. He's he's working with us now. He's he's missed some summer uh, training and conditioning time, uh, but he's with us now and clear to go. Um, Tyke's uh, out there repping, doing things. I wouldn't say he's 100%, um, but he's, he's he's doing everything we've asked him to do and um, may not be completely clear for live tackle just yet. That'll be up to Ron and, and how comfortable he feels with or without his brace. It's gaining confidence in those things. But he's he's doing all the drills without limitation, but 
with every ACL, just because you're doing it without limitation doesn't put you where you were. You have to gain confidence in that. You have to uh, get back in playing shape. It's different. Kirby, noticed that Malachi Starks was listed as an athlete on the roster. Haven't seen that before. Do you all have intentions of trying him out on both sides of the ball this fall? No. because you don't have a reason to be complacent. I mean, I've been on national championship teams that won it all that I was concerned about complacency because there's a lot of back. We don't really have that problem. So it's not a problem inherent to us in terms of complacency. Okay, I, I worry about complacency every year for a guy that started and played for two years, but that was regardless of the record. Like, it didn't matter if you won eight games, 10 games, 12 games, or 15 games. You worry about a guy being comfortable that has started multiple years and can he grow. So a lot of that's intrinsic within him of how good does he want to be? How great does he want to be? Does he want to continue to grow, develop? Does he want to improve his opportunity for the NFL? Does he want to be the best he can possibly be? Because I know the guys who haven't played are hungry. We have to keep the guys who have hungry has nothing to do with complacency it's not that I mean, whether we win or lose every game this year it's not going to be because of complacency it's going to be because of the outcomes and what we did on the grass to make that possible but it won't be because of complacency Kirby, you had uh, by the common consensus when you don't look at the rankings but because your defensive back class was really highly ranked i know you haven't seen all those guys play yet because it's been summer but can you tell us a little bit about each one of those guys and kind of what they bring to your class um, yeah, I'm excited. I feel like most of them are not really freshmen. I guess a couple of them were with us in the uh, in spring. So the two safeties, uh, Malachi and Ja'Cory, got a lot of work, a lot of work in the spring. And they still got a long way to go um, to be a viable option to play this year. You know, I mean, you show me a freshman DB that played in the SEC, I'll show you a guy that gave a place. All right, that's the common denominator. Now, every now and then you have a guy come along who's just – you know, I think of when Stingley was a freshman. I think of a couple of those guys that had to play as freshmen. They played really big. It happens from time to time. And if you're going to have a guy be an elite player as a freshman, it's usually at a skill position like receiver, running back, or defensive back. Um, I don't foresee one of those guys just coming in and dominating. Um, a lot of the accolades that come with them, they dropped them at the door. Uh, and they go to sweating and they go to work. So we're not going to live off high rankings and – and what people said about them because there's a lot of good football players out there that you guys didn't rank high or didn't have high. So it goes both ways. Um, we will need those guys to be core special teams players. We will need those guys to be ready to play um, in the case of you know injuries, targetings, or whatever may, may be there. But we've got to get them ready by how we prepare in this training camp. And I'm excited about all those guys. How have guys on the defensive line like Zeus Stackhouse and Jonathan Jefferson kind of progressed over the last couple of years? Uh, I think every day that we're out of practice, you know, we make those guys go over and go against the, 
first offense. That's what we call our developmental squad or scout squad. They get a lot of work in. They get a lot of bowl practice in. This year they got the extra week for the championship game. I mean, that's a lot of work put in to get those guys prepared. Um, they're not Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt, and we're not asking them to be. You know, if they were those guys, they'd have been out there last year a lot more often. So we're excited about where they are, um, optimistic that those guys um, will be very productive. Um, we're asking, you know, Zion, Jalen, Nas, Warren Brinson, Bill Norton, Jonathan Jeffs, all those guys, the two young guys, Barry Christian. They're going to get thrust up there and have to go out and compete and give us uh, a depth and give us snaps because we play a lot of guys up front. So I'm excited to see what all those guys can do in the defensive line. We certainly need some guys to step up at that position. Coach Smart, um, social media was having a lot of fun with you yesterday. Just wanted to hear your opinions on Stetson Bennett's new haircut and the buzz cut boys and what's, what's that about. Uh, I don't know what it's about. Um, I, I, I certainly, there's several guys more than Stetson that uh, decided to get it, and that, that goes back a little bit to that lock in and lock out. You know, lock into camp. You got no distractions. Lock out all the noise and and all the social media things, and, and get really focused on being the best version of yourself. And there were several guys that I guess decided to, to do that through their hair. Kirby, your running back core, uh, obviously big big shoes to fill there. Can you talk a little bit about what? The guy, the next guy's up strengths, and then what? What you're really hoping to see most out of them this camp in particular? Well, I think we know enough about Kenny and Kendall to know their strengths. They're both talented guys. They've played uh, uh, feature roles within drives within their careers here, but never the feature guy. Um, they're both very talented. They both in, improved immensely uh, in the years here. I think Dell's done a great job developing those guys as pass protectors, route runners. I think. The unknown more is, is Dejan, who's been able to get in a lot of games mop up and has really done a good job. He's going to play a, a larger role this year. And then finding out the two freshmen, both Branson and Andrew, have got to help us from a depth standpoint. So um, I'm excited to see what those guys can do. Yeah, Kirby, um, when you look at Darnell, I guess one, what's he looking like as far as health status and everything? And then two, just how excited are y'all to have him going into a season, I guess, one, healthy and two, um, you know, with a better knowledge of the offense. Yeah, I give Darnell a lot of credit. He's worked tremendously hard at putting himself in the best shape possible. Uh, when he got injured, which I think was over spring break, going into spring practice, we thought he was in the best shape he had been in since being here. Both body fat, composition, uh, body weight, conditioning level. I mean, he was really running well in our off-season conditioning program, and we were looking forward to spring. Uh, he re-injures re his foot. And from there, he couldn't train the same, and he couldn't do the same things. And um, he's really in a good spot. You know, he's a guy that you know, I came in on Sunday, and he's out there running on his own uh, on a day that was off. He's he's got a purpose. Um, he's he's practicing uh, to be driven, and um, excited to see you know what he can do. It's going to be important that we get him in in good physical conditioning shape to be able to go to this training camp. Curry, where do you, uh, how do you feel about the, the depth you have at that both tackle spot? I mean, it seems like there's maybe a, a little bit of a guard here that came out on there, but as far as the tackles go, I mean, who all, and how do you feel about the depth right there? feel great about the depth of tackle. Would probably more be more concerned about guard than, than tackle. I had to pick one. I mean, we've got two guys who've played uh, winning football consistently. We've got two young guys we feel good about and think can play uh, good football, just haven't had as much experience. Um, and then we've got to figure out you know who the best guards are and what the depth is of guards. But I feel feel good about the tackles we have and, 
if anything, we've got to be able to generate some more power out of those positions. Kirby, yesterday Nick was talking about rebuilding in Alabama. What's a rebuilding year look like in Georgia? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you ever look at a, a rebuilding year in the front of it. You, know, you can certainly look in retrospect and think of things that way, but I, I don't think you'll ever find a coach that would say that uh, going into the season. So I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what it looks like here. Um, Kirby, so how do you feel um, with Dan, getting ready to face off against Dan Lanning in the Oregon game? Um, so kind of, how are you planning to face off against him given he has so much insider knowledge on him? The last thing I'm worried about right now is Dan Lanning. I mean, we've got a million battles to face before that. I'm not even thinking about Oregon. Our concern is our roster. Um, how do we build depth? I mean, we, we're not even thinking about that. Like, we're so far away from that right now. We're focused on us, our team, our connection, and getting the right players in the right spots. If we do that, that's going to control the outcome of the game much more than what he knows about us and I know about him. Kirby, can you update us on Tate, Tate Ratledge, and the inside linebackers? Tate uh, has been great. He's uh, worked really hard at his conditioning. Uh, Ron feels like um, he's in a position where what we did summer training would have been tougher on him coming off the injury than actual football practice. So the, the football practice piece should relieve uh, some of that. Now, the strain and effort to push off and double teams as we put on pads may increase that, but he's in a good spot. Uh, he's been rotating in with the first group and the second group. Uh, I do think there is a matter of coming back where you haven't you know, passed off a twist, you haven't passed off a stunt, and there's some quick back guys inside that he's going to take some, some reps to get that back. But certainly feel good about where he is and his toughness. Um, inside linebacker-wise, you're talking about injuries or? Just your feeling in general, some of the personnel we might see there this year. Yeah, excited about the guys we have at inside backer. You know, and that, that those guys were, I was excited about those guys last year. They didn't get an opportunity to uh, flash and show their talents because of the three guys we had. But, you know, uh, Small Munden is as good an athlete as I've seen. He has to increase his physicality, his toughness. Um, he missed spring. Um, because of a, a shoulder surgery, but he's put on some good solid weight. He's a really good athlete. He played a lot of snaps on special teams. Pop played a lot of snaps on special teams. Core linebackers get valuable experience on special teams before they're the feature guy. So both those two guys got a lot of experience. Sori's come a long way. Tresman and Ryan are healthy. Jalen Walker's out there doing a good job. And then you got Lightsey. So when you start looking across the inside linebacker group as a whole, I mean, I'm, I'm fired up to see what the guys can do. Obviously, replacing Jake Camarda is going to be tough, but how has Brett Thorson kind of come in and filled that role? And is Noah Jones kind of battling him for that punter spot? Yeah, those guys will be battling at all camp. I can't really tell how he's done other than spring. You know, we don't get to go watch those guys punt and do stuff during the summer. They work kind of independently on their own. So our first chance to see those guys will be here in the coming days. But I'm excited about what uh, both of them can do. Um, Noah's done a good job. Uh, uh, increasing his leg strength and his hang time, so both those guys will be competing for. They'll be a, it'll, it'll be a tough, tough shoes to fill. Kirby, I wonder if you have any memories of uh, camp days for you as a player. And you try to tweak, uh, you know, year after year. Now that you're the head coach, what, what, uh, what it looks like, or is it pretty much the same uh, plan uh, year after year? No, it's changed every year. Uh, I think you change your plan based on your team. You know, we had a different team last year than we had this year. We, 
Yesterday was our first report day, and it looked a little different than what uh, than what it was last year. Now, to the eye, to your guys, probably wouldn't be any different, but it's different to us because we have different stages. You know, we're, we're younger in some spots. We need more of this, less of this, more lifting, less of that, more walk. I mean, there's different things we tweak, but I certainly start with the same foundation of uh, these are the days we're going to work. This is the schedule we're going to keep, but trying to make it work better. Uh, and as far as memories of camp, I, you know, I talked to the team last night about, you know, my memories of training camp because everybody has to get in training camp mode. And I always said I would never be the coach that talked about how hard you had it and you had to walk four miles up the hill in the snow. And we had it tougher than them. And, you know, Shockley and them had it made. And we had to go grind and do all this, you know. But it's, 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 it's very evident when you see the old schedules and uh, – the, the, the format of two practices a day, full pads, picture day in the middle. I mean, these guys are never going to have two practices in the same day, and um, the acquired off time is different. So um, the demands were certainly uh, were more. Gregory, can you talk a bit about how this year's offense compares to last year's offense, especially with the tight end group and in general? Yeah, we've got a very talented tight end group this year. I thought we had a very talented tight end group last year. It just was not always all present. I think part of that is staying healthy. Um, you know, with the, with your quarterback coming back and a lot of the skill positions coming back, and a lot of young players coming back, a lot of the offensive line coming back, there's not going to be uh, huge changes. What there's going to be is maybe higher execution, maybe the, the capacity to handle a little more information and do a little more. Um, than we've done in the past because guys are in the second year and third year, some cases, of doing it. So, you know, we're going to challenge those guys to, to embrace the, the thought of doing more and embrace being better at your execution. You know, it's not what play you call, it's how much better you do it than they do it. Chris Smith returns for his fifth year this year. You guys have had consistently strong safety play during your tenure here. How much does having him back help him? He might be playing next to and have other safety spot with Lewis moving on. Uh, Chris has done a great job leading that group. I think he sets the tone each day for the work ethic. He's been a hard worker since he's been here. Tough guy, and he plays bigger than he actually is. Um, so we're, we're, we're very lucky and fortunate to have Chris back um, to help lead that, that secondary unit. As far as who will be all, uh, opposite him, it's, it's a lot of guys are in that mix. Tyke's worked there some, Dan's worked there some. Uh, the two freshmen will factor in there, David Daniel will factor in there. So. We're, we're not looking to find the starter opposite him. We're looking to find the four best safeties we can find. Uh, we, we unfortunately last year couldn't play dime in a lot of situations. We didn't have enough DBs. We don't, we don't know what that's going to look like this year in terms of do we have six effective DBs or are we more talented at the linebacker position and we got to have more linebackers on the field. Let's take two more questions. Coach, can you give us one or two strengths of the guys that are going to be badly for your guard spots? You mentioned the guards as an issue. You've got a lot of guys there, but what's, if Trust were to win, why would he do it? If Erickson were to get in there, why would he start or why would it work out for him? You've got to give us their strengths. Yeah, the why would be based on how they practice, you know. So I think that's 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 hard because going into a, a fall camp, training camp, they might have strengths in the eyes. One guy may be better at pass pro. One guy may be more powerful. One guy may be more intelligent. One guy maybe more dependable because he's there every day and he's able to practice every day and he's not out for injury. But we're going to base the decision on how they practice. And I don't have that body of work to say what that is. But 
the guys will roll in there. Warren Erickson will be in there. Tate will be in there. Truss will be in there. Willick will be in there. Fit Fairchild will be in there. I mean, all these guys are factors in there to compete for this job. Um, and, and we want the best one to win out, but at the end of the day, we're going to have guys. Micah is another guy that's going to be in there competing for it. So there's a lot of guys that have played some football, um, but guard's a unique position because it's different than tackle. You can get attacked from all angles. You got to play with power. You got to play against the best defensive tackles in the country who line up across from you. The Jordan Davises and Devontae's are in our league. So you got to be able to withstand their pressure and them pushing the pocket. So you got to be able to generate power uh, and you got to be able to communicate outwardly to your tackle. So the factors that go into playing guard for us are endless. And we're going to figure out who the best guys are based on practices. Kirby, after G-Day, we talked to Kiaris, and he was really open talking about he felt like he had untapped potential, that he hadn't been the Kiaris Jackson he felt like he could be at Georgia. Just what have you seen since then through the summer getting ready for fall camp from Kiaris? Uh, Kiaris is a leader. He represents our university the right way. He's on part of so many committees and boards, and he seems like he's been here forever. So I, I really appreciate what he's done in that regard. He's been a team player. Um, he's got to continue to improve. Uh, he knows the competition to create value is – you know, he's also competing with the tight ends because when he's on the field, one of them's not. So for him, it's very important that he knows his role, he understands his role, and he creates value in the way he plays, whether it's special teams or a wide receiver. Thank you. I'm very excited, man, to see all the work we've been putting in during spring and summer, man. It's, it's always a great time to build camaraderie and connection with the team, so I'm very excited for sure. Kirby mentioned the defense not having complacency because there's a lot of guys at the very place that kind of stuff. You were a guy that was obviously here last year. How do you kind of fight off that kind of thing for yourself and for some of these new guys that have up? Uh, the main way I fight it off is because I know the work that it took for us to get there last year, and we're going to have to put that same amount of work in this year to get back to where we want to be. It's not just going to be handed to us. And, you know, Coach Smart does a great job of uh, preaching, not, not staying complacent, not being complacent. You know, uh, the theme on our team is either get better or worse. You know, uh, we want to choose the better, the better of the two, and choose to be better every day. So that's only going to come with hard work. When you say you know the work it takes, is there anything like from training camp last year that you like, oh, we did it this way, we need to do it again, or is it just kind of a fresh start this year? Uh, it's a fresh start, but you know, we have a routine and it's pretty consistent. It's all about basically the team and the mindset that we attack it with. So uh, that's 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 the main part. You got to have the right mindset when attacking with the coaches present for you because they got the plan for us. And as long as we carry it out, we'll be all right. What do you remember about your first uh, day of fall camp as a freshman? How much of a element of like feeling like you got thrown in the deep end of the pool is there for these first time guys? Uh, the main thing I remember is being severely tired. Uh, I didn't recognize the importance of sleep, nutrition, and hydration and things like that. Uh, that's really important when you, once you get into these days of camp. So that's one of the main things I remember. I was very tired. But uh, as you go on throughout the years, you, you, you recognize the importance of certain things and uh, you, you get your routines down. You know what works best for you. and uh, then. It gets a little bit easier every year. Never easy at all, but it gets a little bit easier as you go throughout the years. So. Sort of to that point, what is the feeling like for you going in now that you've been through all these fumbles? Definitely, definitely a lot more prepared. But I'm taking on a different role than uh, more previous years than when I first got here. You know, last year and this year, trying to be more of a leader and trying to pull those young guys up because you know, like I said, they're gonna struggle like I did when I first got here. You know, and uh, you don't you don't really know what to expect unless you're really in it. So once you finally get in it. Um, them, them guys will be prepared and they'll they'll get to know what 
what carries them throughout the process. Um, Kirby Smart praised you as a leader. What does your style of leadership look like? Uh, well, I, I like to lead by example, but I'm also a, a little vocal, not in terms of just yelling, uh, but, you know, I bring a lot of energy, especially on the practice field. You know, uh, a lot of times uh, I, I talk to the offense and things like that. You know, we go back and forth, but uh, that builds that that team camaraderie and that connection, you know, that competitive uh, toughness that we have within our team, and uh, that's what we're all about. So. Uh, they are tremendously physically gifted. You know, uh, Malachi and Ja'Cory, uh, we, we played basketball one time, and those guys look like NBA players almost. And uh, they're picking up really well on the defense and things like that. They come along really well. Um, they ask a lot of questions from me. You know, uh, Malachi and Ja'Cory, they have about five, six questions at the East practice for me. You know, I always take the time to answer those things for them because I want them to get better. So. What's the key to picking it up as a back-end guy, safety like yourself for the young guys? Like what, what, what keys do they have to have to get before they can go out there? Yeah, well, uh, number one, it takes a lot of studying and film and understanding what, how offenses are trying to attack us. That's one of the main keys uh, uh, to get to know a, a lot better in the back-end, you know. Um, you definitely got to take a lot of a lot of recovery, um, a lot of rest, and uh, take time out with the coaches. When you when you don't know something, you know, ask questions. That's one of the main keys to be able to improve on defenses. I feel like you know, um, we, we don't know certain things. Take the time to learn it, and then when you come out on the field next time, take the time to execute it. You'll be out. Right. Lewis's game. Do you think you guys will miss the most? You have Lewis out there. What, what do you need to replace the most? What he brought last year. Uh, obviously, uh, Lewis was a tremendous talent for us. Uh, very big hitter, um, very sound when it comes to the game plan and things like that. So those are some of the things we're going to have to replace, and uh, we got the guys to do it. So. What is it that Smile is one of the best athletes he's ever seen or something like that? Yeah. So your eyes are big. Like, from a safety's perspective, what does that look like as a guy that's on the field with him, and what does he bring? Uh, he's uh, very uh, prototypical of the kind of guys that Coach Suman like. Very sideline to sideline guys. Uh, very smart, very strong. Um, and, and can pick up on the playbook very well. So, uh, yeah, I agree with Coach Smart. Definitely physically gifted. Is there a play this spring, maybe? This guy, is, he's, he's different. He's got this athletic. Yeah. Not, not nothing specifically, but I've just seen like plenty of times, like, smile just come, I'll be running, smile just fly across my face, you know, uh, and, and make a play. But, uh, like I said, pretty consistent. Channing, Quay, Nicobe, Jamar, all those guys are, can do those things. So, yeah. What's it like to be without? All those guys that went to the NFL. I mean, you obviously, you got guys, talented guys coming into replacement, but is it, is it still kind of strange when, I mean, that much talent is gone that uh, went high in the NFL draft? I wouldn't say strange, but definitely different because those are the guys that I came in with, the guys that I came up with. So it's uh, definitely different, but not strange at all. You know, I got that same kind of connection I have with those guys with these guys. And, you know, that's what this is what training camp is all about, man. Putting our game plan together, figure out what we're good at, we're going to go out there and execute. Obviously, people on the outside would say, there's no way this defense can be as good without those guys. Mm -hmm. I guess the guys that, like you that are here would beg to disagree with that? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, like I said, we it's going to take a lot of work. And we're going to put in the same work that we put in last year. You know, uh, we, we can only go out there and do our best and put our best foot forward on the field, and uh, we'll see what happens. Kirby mentioned that you're someone who plays bigger than you are. What is that sort of mindset to play that way? Uh, like I say, uh, just you know, having to play bigger than you are. You know, in the SEC, you gotta face a, a, a lot of a lot of big people. You know, um, in, in terms of O line, receivers, um, quarterbacks, uh, all those things. So you know, I, I bring a lot of energy to the game. Um, hit the weight room a lot. You know, uh, I'm a lot stronger than I appear, and things like that. So.
What's the healthy Taki Smith going to bring to the secondary? Uh, he's going he's to bring a lot of energy and juice to us. You know, um, he's going to bring a lot of com competition into the room. And uh, Taki is a very uh, down to earth person. And he knows what it takes to win. So, what have you seen from Taki just in the lead up to him? Uh, same thing from all the guys. You know, a lot of guys just been putting a lot, a lot of hard work. You know, I just can't wait to go out there today and see, see, see how that looks for us. So. What about Dan Jackson? Dan, you know, Dirty Dan, uh, you know, always getting down and dirty. So, uh, yeah, same thing. You know, he just putting in a lot of work. Uh, you know, uh, me and Dan have a, a great friendship, a great a great amount of respect and competitive toughness for each other. So. As a whole, what, kind, what have you kind of seen from your defense, though? Coming from GA, um, some of the workouts, but as a whole, what kind of have you seen? The uh, main thing is a willingness to learn and, and a willingness to know what we need to improve as a whole. And, you know, uh, like I said, in terms of the, the kind of guys that we recruit, we, we always recruit tough guys, uh, very competitive guys, uh, very physically physically talented guys. So that's one of the main things I grab from our defense. Here's all the photo of the Buzz Cut boys. Are you in a group or do you have a group that you're doing something with? Yeah, I'm the Twist boys, man. That's all I got, Twist. Man. But the Buzz Cut boys, man, that's crazy, man. They, they was all in there cutting their hair together and stuff. And, uh, you know, they all got new looks. And uh, I like it, man, especially Stetson. He got the fade going and everything. So, yeah, you know who I like cut his hair? Uh, you know who cut his hair? Oh, uh, no, I do not. But it was a couple guys in there cutting and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, I think it's great. Uh, great to get excited for camp and things like that. And, uh, it's going to bring those guys together for sure. Can you say the Twist boys? Who came up with that? No, I just came with it. <laughs> Everybody on the team, got, they got Twist. We're the Twist boys now. So. What, do you, what do you really think, though, about their, about their bus cuts? I like it. You I do like, like it? Yeah, I like it. Because it's just a new look for those guys. You know, you don't, you don't usually see those guys with low cuts and things like that. So it's a good switch up for them. Uh, I hope they give us a pause. How many of them have that? I'm not sure. It's quite a good amount. It's quite a good amount. Of them. So I, I'll say around six or eight. Hey, yeah. boy. What uh, kind of stuff have you taken from Coach Muschamp and sort of, sort of the lessons going on this year? Uh, Coach, Coach Muschamp is one of the most wise coaches that I've ever had. Um, and the way that he just attacks every day, he attacks every day with the same amount of energy. And, you know, that rubs off on our, our defense, <coughs> me included. And, you know, I pick up on a lot of uh, – a lot of a lot of wisdom from him because you know he's been in this game for a long for a long time. Coached a lot of great players, and I'll be wrong not to listen to him. And you know every time I have listened to him, it's worked out pretty well. So you know uh, I love Coach Mitchell. Let's I mean, take two more questions. Best, was there best I ever had, for sure. was there a notable uh, difference or, or change when when he joined the staff? When you look uh, back on it, big picture. Definitely. In terms of, uh, like I said, he brings a lot of energy and a wisdom to our program. You know, that's always yeah. something you can take in and add to your program for sure. So definitely. I love Coach Mitchell. What are you most excited for? Whew. I'm most excited to get another shot to go back at a national championship. And, uh, you know, that's always our goal here. And um, that's what we want to achieve. And we're going to do everything possible to get there. So, Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Appreciate you. Thank you, Chris. Awesome stuff, man. Uh, we have much more of this at dogshq.com. Um, $1 for a month right now, $10 for a year. With our fall camp special for Palmer Toms, I'm Wes Blankenship. Uh, we will catch you over on the Dogs HQ message board or Dogs HQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're everywhere. Peace. <laughs>